Greenamo welcomes you to its brand new Greener and Fuller podcast series and this is our second episode on this series. I believe you guys have already went through our first episode and I would really love to know what you guys think of it. And for those who are joining us for this uh, new episode, let me just uh, brief us. Uh, so since we are all stuck inside our residences, we thought of why not starting sharing some thoughts on sustainability and what we can do uh, that's within our grip and grasp. So this series uh, will bring in people from a diverse set of domain into one platform and they will be sharing their views on sustainability or what we can do on our part to bring in forward a sustainable future. So in this episode of Green Devu, I have with me Momo Bhattacharya and she has been a very good friend of mine. We have been traveling for almost a long time now and okay, let's give it up for Momo Bhattacharya. Okay, hi guys. Since the host has introduced me so nicely, I'd like to introduce the host now. The other side of the voice that you're listening to is uh, Tintin, but I still call him Tin Man and I don't care if this is a podcast, it's still going to be Tin Man. He's right. <laughs> We've been traveling for a very long period of time now. We know bones and blood of each other and uh, I'm hoping to have a great time ahead, Tin Man. We have been traveling for a long time and I have seen you up close while traveling. Uh, so my first question will be on that note. So how do you think that traveling has shaped your ideas in terms of the sustainability or I mean, how do you see the whole eco-traveling thing? Uh, well, to begin with, uh, Green Ammo did not start as a movement nor an initiative. It was mm-hmm. a part of many people having small, tiny sustainable habits in their lives and that's getting consolidated into a structure. So I've been a traveler for about a decade now and I'd like to thank two things for that. One is my discipline. I'm a scholar of sociology and I'm an ethnographic researcher. So traveling just was a part of my discipline. And the other is the place where I was born. I was born in the laps of nature and greenery is all I have known, all I have seen. So Mm -hmm. as I grew up and I started traveling in different parts in other cities, I started realizing that uh, somehow we've just lost uh, connection with something called mindful traveling. And um, it has just been a part of my whole uh, traveling spree to collect the waste as I travel, talk to the communities, uh, try to stay local, eat local, you know, uh, be Uh a Gujarati in Gujarat, be a Hyderabadi in Hyderabad, and be a Sikkimese in Sikkim. And that has been my protocol so far. But to speak on a bigger realm, traveling is what taught me why people find it so difficult to be sustainable and unless you understand the whys of something you cannot act towards it traveling was the biggest question mark that was there in my head as to why is it so difficult for people to manage their own waste their own household waste leave aside the municipality and the state and the nation as a whole so it has been the biggest teacher It has also been very painful at the same time because when you travel, you get to see a lot more than what you would see just in the, you know, vicinity or the favorite walls that you have. And I think uh, at some point of time, it needs to hurt you because if waste doesn't hurt you, you'll never work towards it. If that does not bother you, you'll never stand up to do something towards it. 
so yeah that is where traveling came into place that was the initiation of that small thought mm-hmm. that let us do something to make a change we have too many talkers we need more doers and i wanted to be in the latter part of the group that's uh, really great to to summarize your experiences so far so great job there and uh, on that same line uh, if i may ask that i mean you have been mentioning that you have traveled to different parts of the country so during this traveling uh, have you ever come across any instances where those particular communities have certain inherent measures towards sustainability or like how they are bringing up their children the new generation in terms of uh, maintaining a sustainable future uh, is there any certain instances like that that you want to share Oh uh, there are so many instances to <laughs> summarize that into one or two uh-huh. point to be difficult but let's see um but still, yeah uh-huh. I'll try I'll try so uh one of this would be uh whenever I go to villages I'll start with the common ground whenever I go to villages the one thing that I have seen is they're not hooked on to things like chips chocolate maggi they're not you will see um the mothers in the afternoon they just give some uh frames made right in the house and they just pass it in the steel plate to be i want to be very mm-hmm. specific in the steel plate they'll just pass it through if you walk around uh, in the rural areas of bengal even now tea is served in something we call matir bhar so yes. The, yes. The, the small little cups made out of mud and clay Mm-hmm. So these are just a part of their life even if you go to a, to to uh, marriage parties I've been in the interiors of Orissa and I've been to quite a number of marriages oh my god these people can dance a lot and it's so nice to see that <laughs> but they might have a huge crowd coming and you know that villages have more solidarity than the city people do they will have the entire village gathering so many people but they serve everybody either in steel plates and glasses or banana leaves or something called sal leaves they don't use styrofoam they don't even use ceramic so that is on a general ground what i got to feel from the villages and probably that's one of the reasons why i keep myself associated with the rural grounds it's a very selfish note that i take but that is where i want to work because not only is it my favorite place but also the effect of what happens in the cities hits them first but one of the very very basic instincts i remember i was in this um, beach in uh, if i'm not mistaken it's in the orissa yeah i think it's in the state of orissa i was in a beach called mm-hmm. uh, beleswar and i had this bunch of kids uh, six seven kids and you know me tin man if i have kids around i'll sit down i'll start teaching them and talking <laughs> to them and having fun and uh, suddenly there were few kids who picked up shells you know uh, clams if i may say so and these clams mm-hmm. were alive and they gave it to me and before i could actually give them a lecture on why they shouldn't give it to me the first thing that a child who was barely 7 or 8 8 years old told me that didi we are just giving this to you because we love you so much but we want you to release it back into the water because that is where it's supposed to be that's amazing that's amazing that hit me so hard that this little kid what will i teach them they teach me every day because they are untainted right they teach me every day and that's where i learn children are i believe the only section of the society who can actually bring about a massive change aha aha and uh, on that same line so i mean how do you see the involvement of children in terms of waste management i mean there are too many waste management initiatives around uh, right now so i mean what is your thought on involving children and how do one should go ahead with it 
you know children are like clay they'll take the shape that you give them if they see their mom dropping off a packet of unsegregated waste from the balcony they'll think that this is what they're supposed to do because they idealize parents if in the school they think that uh, uh, you know learning about environment is restricted to environmental education and uh, scoring a pass mark in the subject they'll think this is what they are supposed to do because they look up to these institutions they will be framed that way i have ha- i have my warriors i have my warriors my knights who do clean up with me day in and day out and be that in nepal be that in india be that in bhutan be that anywhere i always have kids supporting me and the best part is when i go and hit a school and i tell them that hey today we're going to make bottle breaks they just get excited they, they don't think twice that they have to dirty their hands they have to pick and clean all i have to tell them that if you do this you'll be able to make lots of bottle breaks and tomorrow we'll be able to have a bench or a compound in the school and i'll teach you how to make small tiny furniture with which they, you can play and that's it they don't require further explanation why should i do this it's not very uh, you know why should i do this i don't come to school because of it i do have parents coming and questioning me as to why you're making my child clean that's not why i pay the fee for but uh, nevertheless the children don't question me they just start picking up with me i'll give you another incident i was mm-hmm. one day just walking with a bunch of kids and uh, i'm talking about uh, 17 kids who have to walk for 55 minutes from their village to go down to school this is in lamzong area in nepal and uh, it out of habit I just started cleaning. I just started cleaning the road uh, side. I do that all the time. I always have a bottle with me. And immediately, within a fraction of few moments, I had all the kids doing the same. I did not ask them to pick up anything. They just started picking up and I asked them, "Hey, why are you doing this?" They just looked at me and they said that plastic causes pollution, right? And this is a rural village I'm talking about. Plastic causes pollution, right? So I know you're cleaning it because it will make the look the uh, road look better and tomorrow when we walk we're going to have a cleaner road and that's how movement started I that is their road put, uh-huh, yeah that Go. is their road you know i was saying i believe they should be put in charge of the teaching the adults in terms of you know how to live our life oh, because we totally. are really not doing a right job <laughs> totally totally you I have mean, certain institutions in chennai where actually the children uh, come down to different institutions and teach the adults how to do waste management that's a great uh-huh. initiative um i don't think mindfulness comes with age mindfulness comes with intent comes with socialization if you are 50 you can still be a brat uh, in any other social realm as you can think and you can just be around 6 or 7 years old and you can grab a good habit just like that that's really nicely put that's really nicely put and so at this point uh, i'd like to ask you one more question that uh, i mean you have traveled so much and you have come across so many people these kids we are talking about and all these people this has obvious uh, effect on you so ac- accumulating all those info uh, like information what according to you could be the basic measures like uh, that we can incorporate in our day to day life uh, for a sustainable future I do not think we can bring about sustainability by disbalancing the economy because the places uh-huh. where I work people work really hard to earn their daily bread. If I sit down and if I tell them they do not open this packet in a small grocery store that runs the stomach of the family, 
i also need to make it sure that i give them a substitute job can i do that as an individual no i cannot so what do i ask them to do uh, i ask them that whatever whatever plastic is generated in their own vicinity be that the small grocery store or their household just put it inside a bottle instead of bin a you have bottle a just put it inside the bottle and start making a construction but at the same time making it very clear that the reason why we have to make the bottle is just for the plastic that you have to have to use you need to give them an alternative trust me when it comes to the areas um, which is already surrounded by and with nature and slowly getting destroyed because of us the people want to make a change they really do they just don't have an option there no municipality goes there i trek in places where uh, the the last stop of a car is going to be around 8 to 9 kilometers up until the base camp itself no municipality car goes there they have small homestays they don't want tourists to come and see pile of waste lying around how will they earn their living so we also need to have mindful travelers if you want to have mindful settlers it's a give and take relationship that balance needs to come across you need to give them alternative you cannot just sit and complain oh this place is dirty this is not really good i went to this village but when i went there 5 years back it was all nice and clean so go there again clean start give them an alternative and they will follow maybe not right away but in coming days they will we all run on hope don't we it's anyway a lost cause i mean this is just a curative measure we are not in the preventative zone anymore creative measures that we are taking so can you kindly elaborate on the vision that uh, you as greenamo right now have for say coming uh, one year or six months um well keeping the covid situation under consideration in the coming mm-hmm. one year uh, we know i mean all the members you being one you know that uh, the work will be a little slow on the outside mm-hmm. because uh, no matter how important cleanliness is lives of people are equally important we are a part of nature as well keeping that under consideration i believe in the coming 2 years per se we want to cover more ground we want to go to more villages we want to set up individual projects so that each of the village can be sustainable like what we did in uh, mutong east jantia hills meghalaya they will be making an eco museum now they need 10000 bottle breaks so now it is their duty to go for a clean up every saturday or sunday and they do that because they are getting remunerated in the form of village development and infrastructure so this mm-hmm. is what we want to do we want to make villages sustainable so they don't have to look for a third party now coming to the cities um what we are planning for the cities is starting with a little more awareness because no matter how shocking it is we need more awareness in the cities than in the villages in the villages people will just act in the cities we have a lot of why i understand uh, michelle foucault very well said that knowledge is power and with power comes a lot of questions <laughs> so uh people have a lot of questions to which we need to answer that's why we do things like podcasts that's why we do things like uh giving reverence to a fellow green sapiens who are doing good work just to influence people we want to generate sustainability not as a movement but as a habit something that uh-huh. comes naturally and maybe in 10 years you and i will not uh, be there to discuss about sustainability at all because i don't think you and i discuss about everyday breathing we don't discuss about everyday eating it's just a part of who we are so i really hope that sustainability will be a part just like that about which we don't have to discuss it will come naturally we will just do it because it it will be a mortal and moral duty 
हाँ हाँ एंड स्पीकिंग ऑफ द ग्रीन सेपियंस आई बिलीव देर आर लॉट ऑफ इनिशिएटिव दैट वी हैव बीन प्लानिंग फॉर क्वेट लॉन्ग सो डू यू वॉन्ट टू लाइक Talk about those two listeners, like inform them beforehand. So yeah, yeah, you know. uh, that is so sweet, Sunman. Thank you for giving me the scope to talk about it. Now, green sapiens mm-hmm. is a very, very, very simple thought because I believe that if we want to be sustainable, it cannot be done with four, five, six, seven, eight people. It needs to incorporate everyone. And I know that there are sustainable people in every corner of this earth. That's the reason we are still not in a hundred percent doom state. So what we want to do is we want to bring everybody together. Green Amo does not want to have a physical office. It wants to have an unnamed unseen structure and organization where people can do what they are doing right from the place that they choose to do it from. And we just want to give them a platform where we give them honor and we thank them for inspiring us in no matter whichever small or big way they do. Be it gardening in their own houses, be it making one bottle break through the plastic generated in their own houses, be it making their child understand the values of waste segregation or be it few homemakers coming and sitting together in every Saturday or Sunday evening chai or tea and making some bricks or making some eco cushions so that is uh-huh. green sapiens just human beings homo sapiens sapiens who are greener cleaner and who have more greener footprints than carbon footprints that's great that's great and also uh, one last question i have for you so being a woman uh, what do you feel is that women can do to reduce the waste in their day to day lives or the waste that are being generated every day so what are the roles of women in this whole initiative um see women there's so many roles that a woman can encompass but uh, in a short span of time if i have to circumscribe it there are two things if the woman is the homemaker if the woman is a homemaker then whatever mm-hmm. waste is generated in the kitchen biscuits chips wrappers uh, snacks dry fruits atta maida whatever just when the wrapper when the content of the wrapper uh, or the content of what is inside the wrapper is over just stuff them in the bottles and just give us give us a call give us a contact and we'll give you a drop off location do not send it to the landfill because landfill is not a solution it's a bigger problem that is one and two as a woman please switch to menstrual cups or cloth pads because one single woman burns dumps or sends to into the landfill 10 almost 10000 sanitary one time sanitary pads and these pads are one of the biggest biggest non degradable issues that we have because you cannot do anything with these no scrap dealer will take it you cannot uh, put it into recycling or at least we cannot put it into uh, the recycling considering the socio economic condition that india has so if you can stop that one single woman imagine the impact one woman is going to make in her lifespan stopping 10000 at the least 10000 sanitary pads made of plastic from going into the landfill or being dumped or burnt that is a massive step that is what women can do instead of becoming agents of pol- pollutants they can be agents of a greener step so please switch to menstrual cups there are nth number of videos giving the pros and the cons we will be coming up with a menstrual session and its awareness very soon uh whatever we can do from our part we'll be doing that as well so just think about it the next time you open a sanitary pad wrapper that maybe you can make a big big impact i urge all the women to at least do a research if not just delve into it just do a research about it mhm really nicely put again so 
I guess with that we have covered a lot of grounds today, and for our today's Oscar uh, podcast, sorry. And before I bid farewell, uh, I would like to let our listeners know that Dinamo will have another podcast released uh, next Sunday. So do tune in at your leisure hour and give us your feedback, likes, shares, and subscriptions. And if you'd like us to cover the stories of someone, uh, you know, uh, let us know in our social media pages. Until next time, uh, this is the Net Sustainable Green Systems. And Momo, do you want to share any last thoughts with our listeners? Well, the last green tip that I would love to give to people is: uh, we've waited many years to think, talk, theorize, understand, and I believe it was important. But I think we have crossed past that time, and we need to act. We need to act as a community, not just for our species, but for all the species around there, for everything biotic and abiotic. Do it because this planet is yours, this earth is yours, this home is yours. You're not doing a favor to anybody, but you're doing it only because you just should. Uh huh. Okay, so with that, uh, I believe uh, this is the end of our today's podcast. And as I said, stay tuned to our channel and the next episode of this podcast. Bye.